0: You're listening to episode 143 of the Well Woman podcast. Welcome to the episode all about birthing. We are talking about hypnobirthing today with hypnobirthing queen, Shari Lyon. Now, the reason why I asked Shari for this specific topic is because she's one of Australia's leading hypnobirthing practitioners and childbirth educators. She is a mum of two already and a self-confessed birth nerd. Literally, you will hear about this in this episode, how much she knows about these topics and how informed and educational she is. She's super passionate about supporting women and birth partners through pregnancy to help them prepare for a positive birth and an empowered birth at that. She believes that we are the change our maternity system needs to see and the only way change will happen is if we ensure we are educated and know we have the options. Now you can connect with Shari via the show notes. You'll find her website there, BellyToBirth.com.au, along with a link to her Instagram account where she hangs out the most at belly to birth. Now, in this episode together, we talk about what exactly is hypnobirthing. Does it have anything to do with hypnosis? No, it doesn't. We also talk about a birthing mindset, birth options, and all of the different options that are out there, fears around birthing and pregnancy. We talk about birth as mammals and other types of mammals, not just humans. We talk about supporting the birth process, but partners in birth, and how partners can be a supportive aspect of the birthing process, and how we can all join together and work on the same team. Ultimately, everything in this episode is all about thinking for yourself, feeling for yourself and being aware of your options. I loved this episode so much that I'm like, I want to just jump in and do a hypnobirthing course right now with Shari. So I trust that you'll enjoy it as much as I did. This episode is brought to you by the Well Women Academy. The Well Women Academy is my signature group coaching program. It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to Wellsome.com forward slash Academy. That's Wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash Academy. Shari, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Gemma. Thank you for having me. You are mostly welcome. We have such a beautiful topic to talk about today, one that we've never talked about on the podcast, and this is this episode will be 143. So there's a lot of episodes to never talk about this stuff. And I've only really just, so you know, recently started to talk and introduce into the women's health discussion on the podcast around birth and pregnancy and stuff. So very excited to chat with you about hypnobirthing and all those things around birth off on a tangent, I am already, but tell us as we get started, what day of your cycle are you on and how are you checking in today? How are you feeling?
1: Well, I go off my cycle by the full moon. I always uh, get my period around the full moon. So I believe that is next week. I have no idea what day it is, but I have always been like clockwork, not so much the full moon necessarily. It's actually only, yeah, that I noticed it really i think i wasn't totally aware of it but yeah the full moon so next week sometime i i guess but i was always very lucky with my cycle um always had you know very regular cycles i knew when i was ovulating i was very in touch with my body even as a um as a teenager um
0: so yeah next week i think (laughs) well next week is the full moon as the time that we're recording it so You'd probably be in like you're in a spring, like follicular kind of um, pre-ovulation time. Is that right? Or are you you coming into menstruation next week? No,
1: I'm coming into menstruation.
0: So you're in your autumn. You're this pre-menstrual phase. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well. Tell us, let's dive into who you are and how you became, I'm going to call you the hypnobirthing queen because I've been following you for a while on Instagram for at least a year and I love all your education stuff. I'm like the girl who's geeking out on the pregnancy stuff before she needs to know the pregnancy stuff. (laughs) That's me. Um, But tell us, Shari, who are you and how did you get into hypnobirthing?
1: Well, my journey started 10 years ago when I first found out I was pregnant with my son and that was a surprise pregnancy. And I knew I was pregnant because I knew that the little whoopsie of the night that we had, there was a few champagnes involved, I need to be honest. And I looked at my calendar and it was exactly day 14 of my cycle. And I literally woke up the next day and said to my husband or my now husband, we weren't married at the time, I think we've just made a baby. And I laughed (laughs) and went about my, you know, couple of weeks and then realized I actually had made a baby. So it was not a planned pregnancy. And that's where I realized actually, because I think I was 25. So I wasn't ready for babies then. I didn't think I was. I had been traveling around the world for three and a half years, living this beautiful life, backpacking, you know, just living my dream life. And we came home with the purpose to fall pregnant, or oh, sorry, to get married, you know, buy the house and do it in that order. So I was still what I felt at least a few years away. I was happy to wait and enjoy, I wanted to enjoy, you know, a few years marriage and stuff. Well, we got home from living in Canada and three months later we fell pregnant. So did everything in reverse. And my son is definitely like that in life. He will do what he wants in his own, own time. And he was a true awakening for me into this, I don't know, me being a woman. I think that was the main thing. Like I had never thought about having a baby. I'd never thought about pregnancy. I'd never thought about birth. I'm gonna be honest. I was not maternal in any way, shape or form. It was not my dream to become a mother. Um, I knew it was a part of going to be a part of my journey, but I wasn't pining for it. So when I was, when I peed on that stick
0: <laughs> and the
1: two lines came up after the initial shock, then I realized I had to actually birth this baby and that I had no idea about anything about birth. And I literally burst into tears to my husband and said, how the hell am I going to get this baby out? And he's like, you just go to the hospital and you push it out, don't you? And I was like, I can't say that. <laughs> Okay. And so I realized I started to drop into a massive state of anxiety and I'm not an anxious person, but what really was, I was playing over and over in my mind was the fear of the pain. I had a big story, conditional story that I told myself I would kick my toe and feel like I want to pass out. How the hell am I going to birth a baby? And then, but then I had a massive fear of needles. So I had a big phobia of needles and I was like, well, I don't want to go through the pain of birth, but the thought of that epidural after I saw how big that bloody needle was, I there was that gave me anxiety as well. So at the time I was working at a health retreat actually um, in the hinterland and the Gold Coast. And so I was surrounded by more alternative um, practitioners and it was a really beautiful you know, connective uh, job that I loved. And one of my colleagues mentioned hypnobirthing. Now I'm gonna be honest, I laughed. I was <laughs> like, what is someone hypnotizing you in birth? Like that just sounds <laughs> absurd. And she's like, no, it's kind of bringing in focus and meditation and relaxation into your birth and breath work. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds way better than anything anyone had else had ever shared with me. Let's just put it that way because and you'll become really aware of the minute that you fall pregnant, how much people want to project their experience, their perceptions of birth, their tips, so-called tips that really don't help you in any way, shape or form because it's, they're not educational whatsoever. They are so fear-based. And so for me to actually have someone say to me, you can have a beautiful experience in birth. Why don't you look into this modality of childbirth education? And so I went home, did some research, and I found the HypnoBirthing Australia program um, by Melissa Spilsted. So she was here on the Gold Coast, and I ended up reading. And it was, to be honest, it was the birth stories. I'm very much I like to hear people's experiences um, to before I commit to something like that. And the more I read up on the stories, the more these women just exuded confidence and just they loved their experience, no matter how it turned out. And I thought, I'd, this is what I need. I needed something because I knew nothing. I absolutely knew nothing about birth. Then this same friend said, have you heard of the birth center? And I'm like, what? Oh, what? what? <laughs> yeah, again, didn't know women birthed at home. You know, I just thought you either went public or private and I had always gone private for everything. I had had a number of different surgeries as a teenager, always had the top private healthcare. And I truly believe that by going private, you get better care and more choice. And so when I found out I was pregnant and we didn't have the private health because it wasn't a planned pregnancy, I freaked out about having to go public because I didn't feel public was gonna be good. Now, it was probably one of the biggest blessings, to be honest, not to have that private health care. And now, obviously I don't wanna project that onto anyone else, but I didn't, it opened me up to other options. And that was one, the birth center, which is a midwifery led model of care um, within the Gold Coast Hospital. And I thought I was too late. I applied and I got in and it was amazing. And they were very supportive of the hypnobirthing um so we did the course obviously Mm -hmm. and honestly it this course that i now teach changed my life and that's a big you know that's a big statement big thing to say but Mm. it did and i think i was definitely divinely guided and i know that now sounds like it it definitely sounds like it and the things that happened and Um, this whole journey has been divinely guided in the way of this is what I'm now here to do and share on a collective level. And um, it's beautiful to kind of feel so confident in saying that. But it was honestly through my own birth experience that it awakened me to what was possible to me, you know, going from, um, uh, you know, I guess, a a single when I wasn't single, sorry, (laughs) a partner um sorry from like maiden to mother you know that's it's a huge rite of passage that we go through as women and i didn't know it in that moment that also through my own birth of my own children i was healing my own past birth experience and how i was born into the world and that again has only had been a realization that has come in the last few years um cause I was born via emergency cesarean. Uh, my mother was under a general anesthetic. My, my father apparently passed out. So neither of my parents were even conscious when I came into the world. So through some regression and breath work, I believe I came into the world in quite a traumatic way. Um, very sterile, like no connection. And it, I think through my own learnings of when I was pregnant, and through my own birth experience, it then uh, helped me heal that um, because I was able to give that to, to my son. And it it was honestly um, that moment after I had him for the weeks after I, again, just heard and felt this calling that you are here to share this. And that's where it has then led me now into, I think my son was about two when I decided to do the training because, that ego mind was definitely holding me back for a while saying, who's going to want to learn from you. You're just a mother. Like you're not medically trained. You're not a midwife. You're not a doula. You've never worked in birth. You've just birthed your own baby using these techniques. But again, this instinctual pull and guidance and things, whatever, you know, (laughs) whatever's out there guiding me, I can feel it. And that's led me into now teaching. So I trained, as um, a hypnobirthing Australia practitioner back in 2013. So I was in um, their first group of practitioners, basically. Melissa just used to offer the course herself and now she trains practitioner, practitioners and I knew I wanted to teach her program. And yeah, that was the, that was the start of my journey. I also had another baby in between there then as well, um, which was a beautiful, my gosh, like the most empowering, euphoric, amazing home birth if i was to ever tell my 18 year old self i'd be having a home birth i probably would have like laughed because i didn't even know that that was an option but through the journey of my hospital birth with my son or my you know birth center birth with my son and then it led me and then i became a practitioner that's what then led me wanting to birth my daughter within the comfort of my home with a beautiful midwife and just my husband and my sister and It was that again, was just another experience that brought me into this, this power that I'm here to support and help educate and inspire women to tap back into that inner voice that's screaming at them to tell them they're not flawed. You can do this. You, your body's designed for birth and don't let anyone else tell you any different. Um, and that's what I've been doing now for eight years. So yeah, I've been, teaching on the gold coast now for i think four years um and before that was in central queensland amazing
0: i have chills listening to this this is such a beautiful story i love it it just goes just like what you're saying you know at the end there is that you know it's their birthright Mm -hmm. you know your their body knows what to do and i always say this around menstruation and ovulation and you know working in natural fertility is that your body will ovulate when it knows it's ready to ovulate and it will menstruate when it knows that it's time and ready to menstruate. You can't force it to happen. You just have to surrender and trust. And I always say that if a menstruator can surrender into when menstruation arrives, it arrives. It's the starting practice of surrendering in birth. Mm. And it's the same thing with like, if you can, you know, embrace and support your body whilst it's contracting to menstruate. You're going to be able to better connect with and embrace your contractions in labor. And so your body's designed to do this. Yeah, it's like you're put on this planet to do exactly those things. So I think that's so beautiful. Um, Now, this probably you mentioned very briefly, like what hypnobirthing is, but I'm sure there's some people who are like, I love that you mentioned actually that you're getting hypnotized in birthing. (laughs) So, what is hypnobirthing?
1: Look, hypnobirthing is a. uh, Honestly, it's more about positive birthing, the hypnosis side of things, which I think people get caught up on that word, that hip, the hypno part of hypnobirthing, um, that. They get caught up on that and they think it's some kind of mind control in birth because of what they've seen at a stage show or, you know, in a casino show or something like that. <laughs> and it, it's actually really such a small part of it because, well, no, well, it is big, but it's then, it's nothing like what everyone thinks it is because hypnosis is a state of mind that we go in and out of many times during the day. It's a very natural, normal state. And all it is is a state of focus. That's mm. it. So really, it it's about focused birth. What you focus on, where our focus goes, that's where the energy is going to flow. So if you're focusing on, I can't do this, I don't want to do this, this is painful, pain, 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 then that's exactly what your experience will be. However, if you focus on the breath, the movement, the maybe the affirmations, the music, you can choose to focus on that instead. And therefore that focus, that's where the energy is going to go. And therefore that's going to be a more calming, connective, positive experience. So hypnobirthing is really just a fancy word for a positive birth really. And part of me doesn't, I wish it actually wasn't called hypnobirthing because so many people without understanding what hypnosis is, just brush it off. And it's really an educational, um, course for parents the mothers and birth partners to come to and and learn about your body and about the physiology of birth and how your uterus is designed to work because you can't trust your medical caregivers to teach you that they won't they won't tell you about the hormones of birth they won't tell you what an actual contraction is and how the muscles of the uterus work to bring your baby into the world it's they don't have time for that so and we as women and especially you know in the work that you do we are not taught about our bodies from young children this is something that i'm very aware of now with my own daughter to welcome and get her to understand of you know when it is my i call it my moon time with her you know That's great that mum is on a moon time and Um, I show her birth and she, she has seen how she has come into the world because I was never explained that at all. It was just so like taboo, you know, when we're not to talk about women's health and what happens like, so a lot of education, what they call education for women is very fear-based don't have sex in case you fall pregnant. They'll show you an abortion. So you don't have sex. It's all fear-based not educational based at all in regards to women understanding the physiology and again just like you teaching as well with women understanding their cycles and things like that we are not all the same not all women have a 28 day cycle and ovulate on day 14 and and same with, with it when it comes to conception you can have sex but it can take 2 days for that egg to be inseminated so and that's where too this hook up on due dates i hate it here in western culture are just so focused on uh you know putting this expiry date on our bodies to have our babies by a particular date so what i really am passionate about sharing is is the physiology i go into depth in that and i'm so passionate about it i get i just love seeing the awakening of the the parents that i teach not just the mums too it's the birth partners as well because no one's ever explained to them about birth ever so one when women can understand how their bodies work then i show them how to work with their body we are not designed to birth on our back on a bed and we need movement mobility positioning breath work all of these things that we can focus on so that we can allow our body to release all of those beautiful connective hormones like oxytocin and endorphins to bring us into this calm, connective state and this transcendental state, really, that we can experience through birth um, as we powerfully bring our babies into the world. Like contractions are seen as, as painful. I see them as powerful. They are you. They are your body. Your body's doing this like it's freaking amazing. You know, men, there's no way men could cope through labor. Right. So that's why we've been given the job. because there we, we are go to that topic. <laughs> But it just seems like it's the rest of society in our culture that has projected so much fear onto us that that becomes our focus. And we are so conditioned as humans to always focus on everything that could go wrong. And when it comes to birth, that is at the forefront for women what about the pain? What if I can't do this? Even some women who are like, I don't have a fear of birth. I actually have a fear of the system and not being supported and being told that I have to be induced. And so that's really like within the program that I teach, it's all about the key elements of the Hypnobirthing Australia program are knowledge. Um, I, I I give the parents a lot of knowledge, but and I say this in class, like you've probably heard of the, the term like knowledge is power, but it's actually the application of the knowledge that makes it powerful. So I say to my parents, take from the course what you want, but it's how you use the information and how you use the techniques that will empower you in birth. Um, I share a lot of different tools and techniques from breath work, visualization, movement, positioning. Um, I get the birth partners, hands-on learning, massage, acupressure points, pelvic squeeze, like things like that that can help relieve pain and encourage the labor. Um, And then I also very much go into choices around uh, medical intervention as well, because We call it the positive birth program. It's not the natural birth program. It's not the drug-free birth program. It's about, it's important that women and parents and partners know all of the options that are available to them. And that's why I, I don't like to call it a birth plan. I tell my parents right from the start, throw that word out right now I don't ever want you to refer to it as a birth plan what we're going to be doing is birth mapping we're going to map out what the potential journeys could look like of natural physiological birth of intervention or induction of labor understanding induction and I go into depth about induction now because we in Australia have one of the highest intervention cesarean rates in the world but I also even go through cesarean and I empower them with techniques or if they have an epidural, I show them positions with a peanut ball. So it's not that it's just one way of birthing. That's, I just wanna make that very clear. It's not that you ha- are gonna be sitting there, you know, hypnotized in the way of like, no one can talk to you or do anything with you. Like I even say to mums, if you wanna dance through your labor, focus on that because that's a state of hypnosis. You can dance your baby out if that's, you know, that's hypnobirthing as well. Um, it's not just having a,
0: you know, quiet, silent water birth. Yeah. I, I hope love that- it. <laughs> no, it does. It does such a great job at answering it. It makes me kind of feel that hypnobirthing is present birth, mm-hmm. just being present in whatever way, like even you said dancing, you know, whether it is dancing or whether it is something else that you're doing, just being present in the moment. And I think that, this is why I love cycle tracking so much is that it gives you a small little moment of the day to be present with your body. Absolutely. And over a long period of time, that actually really has a big impact. And yeah, I love what you mentioned about Australia having a lot of interventions when it comes to, to, to labor. Um, That's definitely something that is a little bit scary, but I think it's also really important to recognize that there's multiple options with birth. And um, everyone who's listened to the podcast knows that, you know, last year when I went through my own um, unplanned pregnancy and termination journey is that, you know, what's the first thing, like, what do you do when you find out you're pregnant? Like I, at the moment I was, well, one, I was in trauma at the time too. So I was very, very traumatically, you know, impacted at that time. So mentally I wasn't in a very good space. And so I was like, I just went to the doctor. (laughs) My friend's like, what are you doing at the doctor? You don't need to go to the doctor. Um, But I think that just comes back to, and I share that openly because I feel that there's just not enough guidance around all the options. And it's very much like looking after your health today. You can do what you can do for yourself. You can do what the doctor says you can do. You can do a mixture of both. You might dabble in a couple of other things. Like there's so many opportunities and I love that you share all of those opportunities, um, especially when we have a look at the the whole picture of what hypnobirthing is, really just being present
1: with yeah. your
0: birth, which I think is so beautiful. Um, if there is a, I guess I'd love to, to ask the question about like if there's a couple listening to this and they're looking at, okay, well, should I do a hypnobirthing course? I'm not really sure. What are the main things that... I'll do two questions here. What is the main thing that the birth mother gets out of the course? And then we'll look at what is the main thing the birth partner, male or female, gets out of the course. Yeah. So, so mum first.
1: Yeah. So mums will have and un- now an understanding of her body, of the hormones and how we can cue those. We can trigger those hormones on cue, those oxy- that oxytocin and endorphins, but also understanding how fear affects our bodies. All right, so when we're in a state of fear, anxiety, stress, or worry, which many women are, um, even from everyday life stresses, or that when we're releasing the stressor hormone, our body can go into the instinctual defense mechanism, which is the fight or flight response. When we're in fight or flight, those hormones of birth will be wiped out because instinctually, and this is where understanding, like this is what we call mammalian birth. We are mammals. We are like every other mammal on this planet. And and I give this example of saying, like if you were to see a mother cat pregnant, would you put a timeline on her and say, if you don't have your babies within the next two days, I'm gonna be inducing you? You wouldn't do it. She would innately, instinctively know when it was right. She would go in, and find a quiet, dark box, cupboard, intimate. You wouldn't even know that she's birthing because she's doing it where she feels safe. And her body does it. Well, this is the thing, right? We are the most advanced mammals on this planet, yet we seem to be the only ones who are made to believe we are in, in, incapable of birthing our babies. You know- I again, love that point. I you love would, that. You wouldn't go up to a mother cat in birth and put a monitor on her and stick your fingers in, in her vagina and make sure she's dilating, would you? No. So why is it that it happens to us? Like we have, and I'm not saying there is always a time and place for medical intervention, okay, and I'm very much an advocate for for that as well. But one thing that I love is that I just want women in some ways I have to, to get them to unlearn everything they've read, seen, and heard about birth up until now, because many of the the clients that I teach are first-time parents. So they are drawing information from outside sources, and those outside sources are not empowering them. You know, when we see birth on the TV, in movies, that's a lot of the time where the parents that I teach, that's the only place that they have seen birth women depicted on their back in a hospital setting doctors deliver their baby to them they you know it's painful it's traumatic that is that is their perception of birth and so what I aim to do for both the parents is to help them see birth in a new light and create new neural pathways in the way that they think about birth and feel about birth and through that experience of getting and this is just what my own experience was was that it was just so nice to actually have someone telling me about my body in a way that I understood, that was empowering. And when you can understand the physiology and how we as mammals instinctively are designed for birth, and then that's when I give them all of these beautiful techniques that they can focus on to help the birth process, um, but also removing the fear, you know. And I think we we are as humans, we are creatures of certainty. We like to be certain of outcomes. That's what that neocortex, that thinking part of the brain has done for us. And But the thing is, though, we are so conditioned to always focus on everything that could go wrong. So what I want to help women do is shift their focus onto all the things that could go right and just remind them that their body, if they're having a normal, healthy, uncomplicated pregnancy, their body's growing their baby and they don't even have to consciously think about it. So when our body can grow our baby are we that flawed that then all of a sudden we can't birth our baby no nature hasn't got it wrong it's it's unfortunately the history of birth that has brought us to this point that makes us feel that we have to birth in the hospital with an obstetrician or with a midwife and they know best for us and our bodies and it's important to feel supported and to birth in an environment where you feel safe but you can do it you actually you you know you you don't need anyone else but we though as humans again we are very connect we like to feel connected as well so that's why it does you know we like to be have you know a tribe around us that's Um, compared to other mammals who will go and do it on their own. So please don't think I'm advocating for just going and doing it on your own.
0: Um, Just find a quiet quiet area in your cupboard and just birth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my five-day Love Your Cycle mini course. This is a self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in less than a week. If you are a woman looking to rediscover your cycle, reconnect with your feminine in a new way, understand your cycle science and what they mean, this is the mini course for you. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with action steps, cycle tracking guides, cycle prompts and the Love Your Cycle 50 page ebook and audiobook. This is your chance to discover the things that you wish you had have been taught about your cycle at school. How to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and psychoscience before they arise. It's your turn to join thousands of women from all over the world who have already taken this course to reclaiming and reconnecting with their bodies. And you can do this too for less than a fancy vegan burger in under a week. To learn more, head to wellsome.com forward slash shop. That's W E L L S O M E dot com forward slash shop and use the code cycle Love to save 20% off.
1: Now the birth partners, it's very similar. You know, I think many, and especially like when you look at the history of birth, partners were not even allowed in the birth space. They were pushed out, okay? And especially when birth became very medicalized and went from the home to being into the hospital and so there is a big ancestral conditioning that that partners or you know fathers or whoever it is do, does not have a place in birth and they get will get in the way and what i help the partners to realize is that their role is absolutely important because they are the ones who are going to help the mother to feel safe And when she feels safe and loved and feels connected into that that's when all those beautiful hormones will release and when she knows that they will advocate they they can advocate for her and speak up for her and feel confident in doing that then she can surrender to that experience and surrender to her body and i teach the birth partners a lot of hands-on techniques massage acupressure points even positioning and for them to become the neocortex in a way so the <laughs> women need to leave that neocortex out of birth that thinking and analytical rational part of the brain we cannot think rationally or analytically during labor and birth and we shouldn't have to and, and but the environments that we're birthing in are stimulating that neocortex so much with bright lights beeping machines people we've never met before coming in and asking questions and directing us So the birth partners can understand this and in some ways, not not protect in the way of create a division, but rather understand what this, what their partner needs to go through and how to create that environment for her and to speak up for her and, uh, you know, be able to ask any questions or anything like that. um, And just really be an advocate. So she can just drop
0: in, drop into a focus on presence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, Shara, I love this conversation so much because I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be me. (laughs) Not right now, everybody listening, but like in the future. Um, Because I feel that, you know, some, especially of the opposite, partners of the opposite sex, so male partners, is that, you know, they haven't had a menstrual cycle and they haven't had that time to really dive deep into their connection. I feel like the closest men this is a stereotype, the closest men get to really connecting with how they feel is before they orgasm, mm. you know, like to really be able to be, have full body awareness, <laughs> you know, that's then whereas as as menstruators and women who may be, you know, pregnant and going toward moving towards labour is that we have that opportunity or everyone has the opportunity but we've had that experience for a lot longer. And so it's such an important thing to have the partners know what not just their role is but how they can support and be a part of the process as opposed to like you said the ancestral lineage of like being banished and you can't even come into the the ward and see your child you have to look at them through a glass window and times have changed a lot and you mentioned before about how birthing them was introduced into the medical system i would love to be a fly on the wall what happened at that time when how did that transition and how quickly did the transition happen from home birthing to hospital birthing, but that's another topic altogether.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I actually do go through a little bit about the history of birth in my classes in that first session. Um and so show some pictures of, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics and things that depict birthing women in a upright squatting position, being surrounded by other women, not birthing on their back. On a bed, that's for sure. So yeah, there is a there was a huge shift. There was actually a really good. Um, there was a it's a, a bit of an older documentary, but it's called "The Business of Being Born."
0: Oh, okay. It
1: created by Ricky Lake. Do you remember Ricky Lake? Yes. Yeah.
0: She's got some good stuff out. But yeah, yeah.
1: So and she actually talks about the history of birth in that documentary, and it is quite a eye opening uh, to have an understanding how big of a business birth is. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so that that is like a whole nother really episode of which <laughs> um but it, it it is it but it's important to understand the history as well and understand where we because right for those of us in this century, hospital birth has always just been normal and that's what's considered a normal part of birth in our Western culture. Home birth is not. It is starting to yeah come up more um that's for sure but it's not bringing it
0: back baby
1: yeah oh gosh i could only wish and hope but the thing is though we're not supported in that and again the feeling being made to feel supported and loved in this experience is very important but and look i am a A big thing that I feel like I need to do and I have to, and I I have to be honest, I have to be honest with my parents when they come into my classes to get them to understand how our current maternity system is structured. Because if you don't understand the system, you are going to be put on that conveyor belt and you're going to be ticked through your pregnancy and they are going to be the driver of this experience. Whereas what I'm here to do is to help Women and partners understand the different journeys. That's what I say when we're mapping it out. But I want them to be a driver of their experience, not a passenger. And you can absolutely do that. But the only way you can be that driver is knowing that you have options. And if you don't have options, then you, if you don't know your options, you don't have any. And that's what I'm here to do. And again, I'm not here to say that one way of birthing is the right way at all. But as long as you are approaching your birth, feeling that you are empowered, you understand that if you are choosing um, to birth in a particular way, that you are making a decision based off information, you have gone through the experience of risk assessment because it's like everything in life, there are risks with everything. And birth, there are risks with everything with birth as well. But it's knowing those risks to be able to assess the risk and make a decision for yourself because we all assess risk differently. Mm. And what I would perceive as risk in birth, in a model of care, another uh, couple may feel very safe in that. And that's where it's, it's beautiful to know that we actually do have options and choice, but you've got to be the one to actually source them out. Because the minute you hand yourself over and allow someone to take that responsibility, they will take that responsibility and they will run with it. And how about it, you know, and that's why I, what I do is also teaching my parents to take back some responsibility in the decisions that they make. And that may be questioning the, the medical advice and either going with it or deciding not to go with it. And we have the human right to say no in birth. Um, so that's really what I feel that I'm here to do right now in this moment in time. And and we are in a very challenging time at the moment. And, and there's a lot of our human rights potentially being taken away from us um, on many aspects and many levels. And birth is also being very, uh, it, you know, it's it's upsetting to me and we were having this conversation before we came on and this is why this work that i do right now is so important because it's only it's us we are the change our maternity system needs to see and if we don't start demanding particular level of care and and demanding to be supported in our own human rights to birth in the way that we want and deserve then it's going to be taken from us and it's try it's like it's They're trying to take it from us. Um, So you need to educate yourself. You need to have an understanding of the system. Work with it. I'm not saying work against it. If you wanna go against it, then there's options for that as well. Um, And I will support any woman and partner in the decisions that they make. Um, And I will give them as much information for them to make an informed decision, not a fear-based decision.
0: I love that. Shari, you've summed it up so well. I actually was taking some notes whilst you were talking. Um, I think the whole conversation we've had today could be summarised up as, and you tell me if I'm off track, but is we need to relearn how to think for ourselves, how to feel for ourselves and be aware of our options. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with everything. And I think like what you mentioned about birth is that, you know, there are lots of. Um, changes happening in the birth world at the moment about how we can birth and who can come and be present at the birth and all of those things but ultimately everything is our decision when it comes to birth and especially for the birth mother and I think we have really lost our ability through distraction you know we're very distracted but we've just lost our ability to know how we feel because we're so distracted and because we've lost that, we forget to think for ourselves and we just let other things or other people or other places think for us. And I think that lots of thinks in that sentence, but I believe that, like you said, if we know our options and we can look at something, okay, hang on, is this common or is this normal is a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like people always complaining about period pain. It's that, hang on, period pain's not normal. It's common. So what's the difference between something being normal and something being common? And so we need to bring back more natural normality. And I love your example about the cat because we are mammals and we are the most evolved and I've never thought about it like that, but I'm like, help, fucking, yeah, sister. (laughs) Like we're designed, our body knows what to do. Yeah. Um, And I love that
1: acknowledge our red thread in the way of ancestrally too, as women we have for so long been silenced and been, you know, told to be a good girl and do as you're told. And so there's a lot of of that ancestral lineage that is still present in today that women don't feel that they want or can or have the right to speak up and ask questions. And it's, it is changing like I have gosh even this month alone I have 50 couples booked in with me and it is making me so proud to realize that so many of the women now are realizing that they cannot rely on anyone else to to do this for them they need to empower themselves and you know I I think last year I taught around 300 couples and I would say I'm on track to teach over 400 this year so the ripple effect it is happening and that's where us on a collective level we can change things but we just need to realize the power that we have within us and we need to speak up and we need to yeah take back that power Stop, don't give the midwife and the the obstetrician the that moment of that they delivered your baby to you no they didn't you birthed your baby Take that back. I hate that word deliver. It's so disempowering. Language is such a pivotal, like, and that's where I'm here to also help change the language in birth. You know, women being told they have an incompetent cervix or a, um, you know, that they're failing to progress. Um, They're only two centimeters. Like it's just the language in birth is so disempowering being called a good, good girl and it just, Y'all gets me all ranty i need to stop
0: <laughs> no you're honestly you're spot on when it and language comes down to everything it's so very similar to what you've mentioned at the start about the knowledge of hypnobirthing mm-hmm. is that. and i always when i teach cyclical um, the menstrual cycle coaching certification program that i run i always open it with there's a big difference between knowing and doing you can know everything in the world but if you don't apply it, it doesn't mean shit to you But if you have knowledge and whilst you're learning, you learn to do the knowledge, you're going to actually embody the knowledge. And that's where the greatest learning happens. And so I think what we can all do as I guess a takeaway from this episode, even for myself, is that we can look to explore what does my body know and what does my body want as a birther? going, you know, progressing to birth, if that's where I'm at in my, my life or wherever you are, especially around pregnancy, is that what does my body know and what is what does my body want? And sometimes we have to dislodge our a, like a e- egotistic mind and the thinking mind from the body and allow the body to speak for a change. And I think that's what differentiates us from that cat example is that the cat doesn't have the ego mind. No. Yes, animals can have a little bit of ego, like we can see the proud lion and lioness in the, you know, the African jungle. Yes. But the ego is very different from, for us as, as human animals. Yes. Because we've got a lot more evolvement, you could say. So Shari, I've absolutely loved this episode and talking about all these things with you. I know there's going to be people who are like, how do I find this Shari woman? Just give me her freaking Instagram already. So tell us, how can everyone who's listening find you and learn more about what it is that you do and teach around birthing?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I am I love my Instagram. That's like for me where you will find me the most present on my Instagram page, which is at belly to birth. And it's the number two. So it's B-E-L-L-Y, the number two birth. And then I my website is belly and I I've now, since everything has changed in the world, bought this course on live online. So I do live online hypnobirthing courses. Um, so that's an option. So no matter where you are, you can work with me. I've got clients all over the world now that work with me um, through the through doing the online um, course through Zoom. And I offer face-to-face classes on the Gold Coast. And I also have my own course. It's not a hypnobirthing course, but it's an introduction to childbirth. So this is even great for anyone thinking about becoming pregnant to understand what the different potential journeys could look like and I highly recommend it, If even if you're mm. not pregnant yet, go and buy that course, it's only $97 because it'll help you to start, to start to ask the questions now. So it's not too late because sometimes, especially when it comes to choosing a caregiver, if you don't get on that phone, as soon as you've peed on that stick, you may miss out. So I've given, I have a whole uh, module or whole uh, video in regards to choosing a caregiver the options around care, questions to ask caregivers, all of that. Um, you, can, They can actually even go and sign up and, and download my free PDF, which is uh, questions to ask caregivers or when choosing a caregiver. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I've got a, a lot of different free resources there. And um, my blog as well is go and read some beautiful birth stories. And I've got some beautiful birth videos and things on there as well. So I'm passionate about this. And if you want to connect with me, you can either just DM me or email me. Um, But, yeah, I'd love to help no matter where you're at in your journey. I've taught taught women up to 39 weeks. Um, So it's never too late. And I think this is a big thing. It's never too late to prepare for your birth if you're still pregnant. No, (laughs) Um, I love that. But even if you have had your baby and you've you know suffered any trauma or maybe this is you know you're reflecting on your past experience and you've, you're feeling drawn to wanting to learn more, then I I'm teaching a mum now. She's pregnant with her fifth baby and doing the course a course for the first time. So yeah, it doesn't matter how many babies you've had. Like you can always make the next experience an even better one or heal from a past experience.
0: Yes, and we never stop learning. So. That just goes to show, sorry, Shara, thank you. I'm going to include all of those links to everything over in the show notes. I know that I'll definitely be doing my hypnobirthing with you. I'm very excited about that. Um, When the time comes. And I do have a final podcast question to ask you before we wrap up, and I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, and so I'm very interested to hear your response, is I want you to think back to your younger menstruating self. So when you got your period for the very first time, what are three things you wish you had have known as a menstruator then that you now know today?
1: Um, That you're not alone, that this is normal, and your body is amazing and is working exactly as it should
0: yeah i love it super simple and so true to all of those things i wish i hadn't known those too. shari thank you so much for joining us on the show i've loved having you on the on as a guest thank you so much thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast i trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did if you got a lot out of it too please subscribe and leave a five-star review on itunes or your podcast app This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too, hashtag WellWomenPodcast everything we mentioned in today's episode you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast until next time beautiful get connected listen to your body and remember body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle